All right, it's time for the Miami Sports Pod. The entire gang back together. We'll make play for Dookie Lang. Woo-hoo. We uh, took a short hiatus for the summer while the Heat were uh, doing their busiest work. I go to hiatus sometimes. Uh, hiatus road, yeah. And right now we are on a on the uh, discussion of the Miami Heat, though, and what happened in the last couple weeks while we were gone. And guys, we spent months. It might have been over a year. I mean, certainly the Jimmy Butler situation goes into last season, and everything finalizes with. Jimmy Butler here, Russell Westbrook in Houston, Chris Paul still out there. These are all things we're going to discuss. The the movement and non-movement of these young players and young assets that he'd have, which so many people have debated, should you move Justice, should you move Bam? But, Clay, I'll start with you. Uh, how much did you feel Westbrook was a disappointment in the sense that he didn't get him, or did you think it was a big deal? Because there was a two-day, three-day stretch where I truly believed Russell Westbrook was going to be on the Miami Heat. I loved the thought of Russell Westbrook and the excitement surrounding Russell Westbrook a lot more than I think I thought the basketball side would have benefited from from having Russell Westbrook. And, and I think that's only because of what the Heat would have had to give up. And if you're just adding Russell Westbrook to this current Heat roster, then hey, yeah, absolutely do it. But then what would you, you have given up? What would you have given up? Uh, Justice Winslow and expiring slash bad contracts, and left yeah. it at that. That was that was the extent that I was willing to go for that deal. Would not have given up Tyler Hero because you need shooting with with this lineup. Now, I said this earlier in the week. Um, I, I shouldn't say I would not give up Tyler Hero. Uh, I would have preferred not to give up Tyler Hero, Kelly Olynyk, because I think you would have needed to surround Russell Westbrook with shooting. But as the week went on, I, I kind of have a theory on this. I think the Heat from the beginning were being used as leverage for Oklahoma City to get a better deal from Houston. Possibility. Be- because once this whole thing came out... It was pretty clear that Russ, from the beginning, wanted to play with James Harden again, and Harden was kind of spearheading that whole thing. And then I I think it became clear that Sam Presti was trying to get as much as he could out of Houston. And and fine, he got two draft picks, kids that are 11 and 13 years old right now. From a Heat perspective, it would have been awesome to have the excitement surrounding Russell Westbrook and the chance for triple-double every single night, Mm because that's what he's averaged... But if you're having to sacrifice the things that would have made the team good, I think you're in a better spot right now moving forward from a, a perspective of building a championship team than well, you would have. Well, the way I looked at Westbrook was last week, and I think it may have been last week's Sports Sunday, I said point blank, if you're the Heat, you do everything in your power to try to get Russell Westbrook. You concoct whatever scenario you find to get Russell Westbrook. But one thing I didn't want is for the Heat to give up all their assets and their young players. At the time, I thought that it would take just a Justice Winslow and an expiring deal, a Gorn, whatever it may be, another expiring deal, to be able to pry him away because I thought, and I mean, and I think it still is, holds true, that the Thunder were just trying to move his salary, the four years, $170 million. But what it came down to is the Thunder, and they showed it with the trade for Paul George uh, to, to L.A., they want draft picks. They, they want as many picks as possible. They even took on CP3's contract, which is three years and $124 million left, to be able to get a couple draft picks, as you said, well down the road. The Heat didn't have that. So if you really look back at the timeline on it, Dookie, the reality is the Heat were never in an advantageous position. They were in a position where they could go out and say, hey, maybe we'll give you this, we'll give you that. And I, th- I truly believe the Heat don't want to give up the young assets. But if, if it gives them something exciting now and still opens room to get another 
type, max type player in the next couple of years. When they signed Jimmy Butler, it signaled they had to go in that direction when they did the sign and trade. But I have no problem with not getting into Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and any kind of package. For a guy like Russ, who, as much as I would have loved to see him and think he's still one of the most productive players in the league for what he offers, at $170 million in the next four years, that is a lot to ask for as far as flexibility of what you could do after that. Do you want the simple answer or the ridiculous, let me tell you a story that has nothing to do with anything answer? No, no, I want the answer. I want your take on this. I, I don't. I, okay, well, here, here, here's the thing. I'm disappointed. My, my initial, oh, my, my initial oh, reaction, like straight up, I, I, I had a one-word tweet. I said, bummer. And, I, I, and, no, and, I'm, and for I'm me, yes. like, I'm a human being. Russell Westbrook's awesome. Like, we could talk about his, we could talk about his salary. We could talk about what he doesn't do. And we can try to justify it. But the bottom line is, none of us slept for three days because he's awesome. And if he would have been on the heat, we would say how awesome he is. And we'd be excited. And we'd be making plans for postseason. And we would be dreaming of how he and Jimmy Butler would be playing together. And we would fill out the roster. And that that would be our honest reaction. But then I thought of uh, a country song, believe it or not. Uh, (laughs) I once had a friend make me a country mix because she was going to school in Nashville. And the song's title is, uh, or or a lyric in the country song, is some of God's biggest gifts are unanswered prayers. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I was like, all right, well, maybe this was an unanswered prayer. Maybe Heat fans really, really wanted this because it seemed awesome. But maybe it's actually a gift because... Like you guys said, maybe you keep Tyler Hero, who turns into a really productive player. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bam turns into a superstar. Maybe Justice plays point guard and plays great. My problem with that sort of mental gymnastic that I was able to do is this. Those are all maybes. Russell Westbrook, to me, is not a maybe. Russell Russell Westbrook is, a, is an MVP, not like 10 years ago. 2016-2017. So less than five years ago, this guy was the most valuable player. Two seasons ago, yeah. Two seasons ago, this guy was the most valuable player in the league. He played 11 years in Oklahoma City, holds pretty much every record. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's just about 30. He still has four or five years of good basketball left. So the whole he's too old thing or the he's too expensive thing, no, he's awesome. And when we sat here and, and we all dreamed... Jimmy Butler, there's going to come a disgruntled superstar. Mm-hmm. We went back and forth. Well, maybe it'll be CJ McCollum, or maybe it'll be like we were trying to imagine. Maybe we would imagine like who would be the disgruntled guy who would become available. If you'd have told me it'd be Russell Westbrook jump on and that he had a I chance, would yeah. I would have given up Mike Biamonte, Bernie, <laughs> the Arisons, like everybody. For that opportunity, yeah. so for me to sit here and say I'm not yeah. disappointed yeah. would be a lie. No, I think I'm super yeah, disappointed. I think any yes. fan has to be disappointed. I think there's a bigger issue here. We can look. We can get back into the Russ thing, but now that he's there, I don't. I don't know how much time we really want to spend on it because he's not coming here. That's it. I will say this: the one part that's kind of piqued my interest in the last few days of thinking about it is Justice Winslow. I there's a lot of buzz among Heat fans. Uh, there's a lot of buzz, I think, even within the heat of point justice, of what he can be, of turning the corner now in year four. We saw him shoot better from three. Of what he, it, Could he be an actual point guard? Yet, there's something that's bugging me, guys. I know that on the surface you can't take everything as a fact. You know, I know that a lot of times there's some deception involved in what teams are trying to do, what they say, what they actually do. But there have been a couple of things that have happened this offseason that lead me to believe that maybe this point justice thing isn't really the future. Number one is, when you look at 
all these trades. You know, first of all, let's start with Pat Riley and draft nice. Goran Dragic is my starting is the starting point guard on this team. Now that opened a lot of eyes. Now we all agreed that it was just coach speak, and even though obviously Pat isn't the coach anymore, still at least he he knows coach speak better than anyone. Uh, his way of just driving up the market for Goran that he's still the starter, that he's still productive, he still has faith in him, and you know com- competition, whatever it may be. Okay, fine, let that pass. But then. They were, whether how far and how close they got in the, in the Russell Westbrook, they were in the Russell Westbrook talks. And I don't care if you didn't trade Justice in that deal. If you got Russell Westbrook, Justice Winslow isn't your point guard anymore. If you get Chris Paul, Justice Winslow isn't your point guard anymore. So we're all sitting here saying Justice is the future. I'm starting to wonder if all this smoke is, there is fire, and this is actually true, that maybe the Heat are not so convinced that Justice Winslow is their point guard of the future. Well, and hey, uh, it was Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo who we heard over and over over the last couple of weeks, in the last week, really, with the Russell Westbrook potential deal that were untouchable. Mm -hmm. You never once heard that Justice Winslow was untouchable, right? So I I think it's pretty clear where they're ranking these players as far as who's untouchable, who's not, who's most important to the franchise moving forward. And I think with Winslow, you at this point he's entering year five. And I thought he took a big jump last he year. Did. He did. Hey, without looking, he he was the number one three-point shooter last year by percentage on the Heat because uh, Deion Waiters didn't count because he didn't play enough. So he took a big step forward. I think when they're looking at this roster and they're looking at, okay, which players are going to have trade value, and uh, we can live without. I think he's at the top Justice of the list. Justice is probably at the top of the yes, list. Yes, yes. Because he's a unique skill set type player that can, can be a good two-way player. And I don't think that's just because we were talking about a Russell Westbrook deal. I think that's in general. I think that's the way the uh, NBA is, has moved now. He's got a good contract, by the way. He, that's the thing, too. He's got a really good contract, just like Josh Richardson had. So he's going to be appealing to a number of teams. But also, in this day and age in the NBA, you need shooting. And if you're going to make a deal for Westbrook, even though Justice Winslow led the team in three-point shooting last year, I don't think there's that confidence that he's going to be that guy moving forward. If he's leading you in three-point shooting, it's probably because the rest of your team isn't that good at it. You, Dookie, said you do anything for Russell Westbrook. And and by the way, like I said, I said it last week on the show, I said you do everything in your power to get Russell Westbrook. Obviously, it wasn't in their power, given what the Thunder were looking for, what ended up happening with Houston, as Clay alluded to, possibly that it looks like Russell wanted to be with Harden in Houston anyways. But when you look now and you see the name, and and look, I, I don't know how much is true here as far as the Heat's interest, because the one thing that we found out about all the reporting during the NBA offseason is that even the best of them get it wrong. Like Adrian Wojnarowski, was, you know, Woj is the best at this, right? Mm-hmm. He he alluded to the Heat interest really strong on Westbrook. West, Westbrook's interest really strong in the Heat. That's the place he wants to be. That's the place you got to look out for. And when you look back on it, it doesn't sound like it really got that close. Yep. It doesn't sound like that was really the case. Now, immediately following the deal, he threw the name Chris Paul out there. Now, there are reports now after that that have countered that, saying, no, that's not the case, that the Heat would listen and look into Paul, but they certainly aren't sitting there jumping out of their seats looking for that $124 million over the next three years he's got left at, what, 33, about to be 34 years old. So you jumped out of your seat for Westbrook. What's your reaction to Chris Paul? My reaction to Chris Paul is that when I was in school, uh, he played at Wake, and I went to Duke, and I saw him play. 
uh, and he was awesome. But I also haven't been in school for 16 years. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, so, the TVs back and, then. And so I remember seeing him play in Cameron. I love his competitive spirit. I think here's the problem. And I heard someone say this. When someone says that every one of their roommates is crazy and terrible, they might be the crazy roommate. And I think with Chris Paul, every situation he's been in... It gets a little toxic. He's CP two and a half at this point. Let's be let's be honest. I will say this: though, he's not. He's fair, so not. I to keep going. His numbers. He still produces when he plays, and he and that's about fifty games a year. But he's definitely at at the point where at any game it's going to be a hamstring, an ankle, something. Well, he, here's the problem. Okay, to compare Russell Westbrook. To, here's to the problem: forty-seven million dollars in his life. I'm okay with Chris Paul at five million. Well, it's, right, right. Well, <laughs> forty-seven million dollars is a big problem. But even as a player, I, like the thing about Russell Westbrook, he's, does he make the Heat better immediately? Not really, no. No, I think he does. I, I don't. Think he does. I don't. I, and that, by the way, that's not me saying that no, I, I should I, get him because I think the money is the issue. Why you don't? And it's but not even Chris like Paul it's not Jimmy development. Butler, Chris Butler or Chris Paul with Jimmy Butler and and a couple of those young Heat players and like Hero and Bam, and that's a good team. It's a the, good team. But Chris, it's a but Chris team. Paul it's a at this point team. in his in his career. I have a problem. His whole thing is he's supposed to be a team leader and he's the point guard and he annoys his teammates at this point in his career and the reason it didn't work in Houston is because he was telling James Harden who was dropping 60 a game come on you gotta try harder well, I mean, and it's, it's like it's hell man relax it's hard for a point guard to play with James Harden because he isolates and has and, and, it, was hard, and it was hard for him to play in Rob City and it's hard for him to play here and it's hard for him to play there my problem with Chris Paul's money that's well, it that's my problem with Chris Paul is, fine. is the gap between what he is still able to do and the way that he th- what he thinks he's able to do in the way that he leads the team you know, if he had if I have he a had problem 10 with that. million dollars coming in this way that's not even a thought you're jumping right into it but the problem is like Clay said it's 124 million in the last three years where you were struggling a bit with Westbrook for the next four years Look, Paul is what three years older than Westbrook I mean so that you're, you're advancing it even more and Paul, again, he's productive, but I don't even know what it would take for the Heat to get involved in this conversation. When Woj said it, we all kind of looked up because it's Woj, right? Woj, when he reports something, he's getting info from somewhere, and it's normally very good info. But we all kind of then sat down after that and said, but wait, what, what would you give up? Like, it can't be that you're giving up any assets, that's for sure. L- l- let me build on that really quickly because let's go back to the Russell Westbrook situation for a minute where Woj said that Russell Westbrook wanted the Heat and the Heat wanted Russell Westbrook. Well, we found out later that no, Russell Westbrook wanted Houston all along. He would have been fine with the Heat, but Houston was what he wanted first and foremost. So my theory on this, guys, and again, this is just a theory. This is just reading tea leaves. This has no inside information, not reporting anything here. Mm -hmm. I think Woj is getting a lot of this information from someone close to the Thunder, and and this is being used for them to... I don't think he has anyone with the Heat, that's for sure. 100%. And I think we've seen that quite a bit in recent years. And so I think that a lot of this stuff is coming from a place of where where can the Thunder get a little bit more leverage? And look, ultimately, what they got for Russell Westbrook, when we were talking about the Heat potentially giving up one of their young pieces and also allowing Oklahoma City to get out of salary cap, H-E blank blank, they ended up getting a worse contract and two draft picks for guys who are right now 11 and 13 years old. Are you saying that Woj bombed? 
Oh, it, 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 I'm actually proud. I'm, let me. This is a perfect time to remind you that you'll never bomb when you go to Vera Motors. That's our sponsor today. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you, there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, kind of like Buick GMC, Pembroke Pines, the Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium in Pembroke Pines. You will never get derailed in a car from Vera Motors, unlike Dookie Lang on the pond. So, I, Clay, when you say that, I mean, the bottom line is this. I, I think, to me, I'd be okay. It's the first time this offseason. Look, if Bradley Beal, we can get into Bradley Beal discussion if you'd like. If Bradley Beal becomes available somehow. He's the number one guy. You go after him. But at this point, I'm comfortable. I wanted Westbrook. It didn't happen. It's not the end of the world. As, as Dookie said, a good word is disappointment, but you move on. I am perfectly fine with seeing what Jimmy Butler can do this year with the young players and letting loose and going at it. Now, the downside of that is that we all know that that very well could just be 44 wins and a first-round exit. You know, it's just and that's and that would be another frustrating year for of Heat basketball because that's kind of what it's been post Big Three. There was the one year where they made the run of the second round, but other than that, it's either been not playoffs or quick exit. Or, you know, terrible team that gets hot but it's too late, whatever. And last year was just kind of back and forth, never got going. And I would like to see a step forward. And we've talked about it already when it comes to when it came to Jimmy Butler. He's on a four-year deal, but you know you're really getting the best of him. You hope that the four years he's the same quality player, same level. But you know that if you're going to get the Jimmy Butler you have now, at least the first two years are going to be that Butler. I feel safe that the first two years is going to be the Jimmy Butler that everybody likes and the Heat love and that they want. After that, it gets a little dicey when you start getting into 33, 34. You know, can he be that quality player? We'll see. So if you're the Heat, are you comfortable just going into the season just saying, let's ride it with this team with Butler leading the way? Not for the entire year. Uh, but the, when you were talking about Woj and not having sources with the Heat, there's only one media member that I think we can all agree gets stuff from the Heat. You know, Dan Levitard. Dan, yeah, right. yeah, Dan, Dan has a good connection with the Heat. I was <laughs> waiting for you to... Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's I guess it's Dan, too. If you really so so I, thought, uh, I thought Dan... When I listened to Dan talk about this stuff the other day... I. I came away thinking, wow, Pat Riley has a better handle on this than I think anybody is giving him credit for. And it, it made me think, number one, Pat Riley doesn't care about relevance. He cares about a championship. Yeah, and and he is that is the end game here. And what Dan said, and this was during the course of the Russell Westbrook stuff, and this is when it was being reported that the Heat were doing everything possible to get Russell Westbrook, blah, blah, blah. Dan said, no, that's not really the case. They're still trying to figure this thing out. It, the organization is torn. He said two things that I found really interesting, guys. Number one, the Heat know that if they were to get Russell Westbrook, that they would have Westbrook and Butler, and they would need a third star, and that third star would have to be better than Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook. That they felt like Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook are good players, but they needed a great player to go along with those two. So their feeling was, why are we going to give up our salary cap flexibility to go and get the second or third star when we really need the, the first true star. I think um, we all knew. When they got Jimmy Butler, I think we all knew that what it meant was a signal that, hey, they're going to try to go in in these next couple of years. They're not going to... 
they're not just going to sit back for 2021 because the plan has always been, do you tank? Do you just kind of go with this young group until 2021 post Dwayne Wade? Do you go get a Jimmy Butler? But I think when you get a Jimmy Butler, you immediately signal that you need somebody else to help Jimmy Butler. You need a number one. To me, Jimmy Butler is a, a 1B, 2A, but he, he's not a 1A, and you need a 1A. And I think what he was saying is that they did not view Westbrook as the 1A. They felt like he would have been. I would guess he would be a one B. Right, you know? right, and so so, so yeah, you would have had two Robins still looking for the Batman, I feel like and we're they doing a battery. Podcast. Yeah, well, they would have felt like they would be giving up too much <laughs> flexibility <laughs> to get. And then a science fair project on battery number one. And here's the other thing, guys, that he said that I found really interesting. The Heat know they are going to get a star. They're just not sure if it's going to be before the season starts. So my feeling on that is they've got some sort of intel from somebody out there that is going to force his way out via trade, whoever it happens to be, and they feel like they've got It'll a happen. good indication. Look, CJ McCollum is a guy that could be down the road. Bradley Beal, look, Bradley Beal's got a, 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 a not a deadline, but an opportunity coming up in the next couple of weeks. It was reported yes. uh, on Sunday night yes. uh, from one of the beat writers for that covers Washington, saying that basically he could sign a three-year deal, three-year extension in, in, in like a, two weeks from now. That's going to be a big step. If he does it, there's a lot of question, I guess, from within the NBA whether he does. And, uh, and you guys know, stuff, you know, you guys know how much I wanted Jimmy Butler here. I think he's perfect for this team. Bradley Beal is the ideal complement to mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, and and there's a reason why Pat Riley has been obsessing over Bradley Beal and calling Washington, despite the fact they do not have a general manager, calling over and over again, and reportedly. Thinking about taking on John Wall's contract as well, just to get Bradley Beal here, and I'd be fine with that. I, I'd be. I'm, I'm to the point where I would be too, depending on again how it works out, you know, structure wise. But the, I, there are a lot of things that you know when you look at this offseason so far. I know it's not done yet. And look, next week we do a pod where we're talking about a huge trade. That's the way the NBA is. But I look at this, Dookie. I, this offseason, you've gotten Jimmy Butler, you moved Hassan Whiteson. Right away, that's a win because not this isn't a. A rip Hassan, but I guess we can all agree that Hassan needed to go because Bam was the future and the present, and it was just going to be a massive distraction. And you moved him; you were able to move that. You still haven't moved. You still have enough assets that you still you haven't moved any of your major assets just yet. Jay Rich was one of them, obviously, but you. I mean, it's an immediate replacement with Jimmy Butler. To me, this offseason has already been a win for the Miami Heat. To me, this offseason has already been significant for the Miami Heat. There was a very good a chance. When we spoke a month ago, before all this started, that, that we'd be sitting here right now, and he wouldn't have Jimmy Butler and Hassan Whiteside would still be on this team. Very, very legitimate possibility, given that I'm, I, the market wasn't that strong for Hassan, mm-hmm. even though he was an expiring. It wasn't like teams were clamoring over him, and Jimmy was was had the pick of the litter as a free agent to go where he wanted to go. So let's talk about a couple of things you brought up. First of all. Another win, I would argue, for the summer was drafting Tyler Hero. And it's not because he played well in Summer League, although he did play well in Summer League. I liked the pick right away, his style, his offensive game. So I think that's going to be a good addition to the team. As for Hassan, I think it's just... Let's just take a second and think about Hassan, right? I think Hassan fit into heat culture before he got paid. I think the way that he grinded the way that he went overseas, the way that he played on like 14 teams before he got here, the way he didn't stop, I think that fit the Heat culture. 
I think the problem with Hassan is he was kind of a perpetual headache for the team because he would check into games and he would check out of games, and I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally. He would, if he didn't feel he was getting his blocks and he wasn't getting his rebounds and he wasn't the focus, and if he sat in the fourth quarter, it would just take him out of a game. And it would, f- and and I think. Hopefully, if you like Hassan as a person, and I don't, I haven't seen anything to indicate he's a bad person. Hopefully, in Portland, that team is able to keep him engaged, keep him feeling important. You know, he was saying, "Oh, I got shooters, I got shooters everywhere." Okay, great. Let's well, see. Let's see what you can do about Hassan, it. Hassan was paid to be a superstar, never treated like. I mean, he couldn't. He wasn't yeah, even. He wasn't even. He was, and, and he also and wasn't even a starter, though. That's what I'm saying. That, and that's my point. And he didn't so earn it. In, in, uh, he did earn the opportunity, but once he, what he needed to understand, and look, and, and I'm sure he did, and I'm sure that he told him this is that just because he got the contract, he wasn't just going to be out there every day, every minute. But some of the other players are. I mean, there are certain players within the Heat system that they are going to keep grinding and push, pushing out there perfect example is is the young players I man justice and jay rich continue to get opportunities to the point that they've grown hassan when he started showing some of that attitude they drafted bam bam played well play and played hard more to their style didn't matter that hassan had that 90 million dollar contract whatever it was he there were significant portions of, of games over long stretches where he didn't play i'm glad you mentioned bam because that that was the other point i was going to get to okay so now pat riley had said that no heat player is untouchable, right? And we've sat here and we've said it the last true, by the, way. the last few years have been kind of blah, with the exception of and and I would probably say since Bosch got hurt, the blah factor has been with the exception of Dwayne Wade and his last dance and all that. We got saved last but, year, but but in general, not making the playoffs or barely making the playoffs. Okay, so as these trade talks have been going on, and again. I'm coming from a place of I'm kind of disappointed they didn't get Russell Westbrook. My feeling is, okay, Bam Adebayo, if the Heat were willing to part with you, I'd be watching Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler every night. So, and by the way, they traded, which, thank goodness for them, they were able to get rid of Hassan Whiteside, but the, the table has been set for Bam to be great. The, what is great? What I, is the point is, ba- now is now is the time no, for the Bam ceiling? to become to what, look like what? The, what? what I'm asking you, what what is the ceiling? Is Bam close to an All Star? I don't think that's too much. I mean, it, I, that, because if you're not going to make a move for Russell Westbrook, if you if if this is the guy who anytime there's a trade talk and someone says, hey, what about Bam Adebayo? And you're like, eh, can't go there. Then he has to play like. I can't go there so what, because what if that, he plays like that? he played last season, eighteen and ten, fair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about numbers, but uh, a better defending Sean Kemp. Let's let's yeah. go back to what Pat Riley called him, and and I don't know if that's going to be this year because I think as a guy who was uh, he's going to get the opportunities this year, that's for sure. Yeah, but I I mean, look, he he only played one year of college ball, then came straight to the NBA. Whereas Sean Kemp, um, I forget how old he was when he first came out, uh, but it took him a few years to finally start to hit the launching point as as Pat Riley said. So I, to me that is Bam's ceiling and and that's great. I think some of the things Bam brings though are are a little bit harder to to get out of stats and uh, I mean you look at him defend smaller players out on the perimeter mm-hmm. and your jaw drops. I mean what he did against mm-hmm. Steph Curry. My jaw better be dropping a lot this year because yeah. Russell Westbrook makes my jaw no, drop I a lot. I get it. And and that's and and look, I again, I 
I don't think any of us, I think all of us were disappointed that the Westbrook deal didn't come through, not because we thought it made the Heat a championship team, it's because we knew they made they would be relevant. They would have been relevant for the first time since Chris Bosh And got really good. I see, I, I, I think we're underselling it. I don't think he's just a blockbuster. I think that he's the type of player who wins a lot of games. Well, and and if, not, is Bam? I hope so. But again, Bam, Justice, Look, Jay Rich, you want to talk about another move? I give them credit. You know what? Frankly, I'm glad they moved on from Jay Rich because I think think Jay Rich was on the all-potential team, but ultimately, I think after a couple of years, you are what you are. And I think Jay Rich is not at at end-of-game situations, at at the big moment. I'm glad you said that because here's... And this is where I go back and forth because... uh, I'm just burying all these guys, aren't I? No, but it's it's a valid discussion because we, we... I think we all like these young Heat players. I know, I, it's not personal. And it's not yeah. taking them on the way out, I, I, by the way. The I think a little bit with me it is. You are, not we with like me. all these Heat players, but here's the thing, though. We also know, we like winning, and we also know that in the NBA to win, you got to have stars. And if you tell me that you think Bam Adebayo can be a star, or that Justice Winslow can be a star, hey, man, that's great. I, I'll, I'll respect your opinion, and, and, and let's see what happens, because they are just 21, 22 years old. There is room for growth there. But I don't think there's a very strong base that thinks Bam Adebayo or Justice Winslow are stars, and at some point you got to get stars. Now, Russell Westbrook wasn't the star that was going to bring an NBA title. I think we could all, as much as we would have been fun to watch, I think we could all agree he wasn't the piece to bring you an NBA title. But at some point, they got to get that piece. And if that means moving a Bam or a Justice, no matter how much we like them, they got to do it. Yeah, and, and so let's, there are levels to everything, right? So if you're talking about Bam Adebayo keeping you from getting Russell Westbrook, which I, I can see that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it bothers me. Be, no, and I understand that part of it too. But but you have to look at it as Bam Adebayo at what three and a half million, four and a half million, whatever his salary is, and Russell Westbrook at forty. And and so not my money. Uh, no, but it's the salary <laughs> cap. No, it's, 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 yeah. the, it, it's under the salary cap, and so I think the way the Heat looked at this was if you're getting Russell Westbrook, it largely inhibits your ability to get that other guy that's going to be the number one. Whereas, if Bam Adebayo is your number three, and Jimmy Butler is your number two... You have the money to get a number one. Get the number one. And and so, when you ask if he's untouchable, is he untouchable for a Giannis? Nope. Is he untouchable for a Bradley Beal? Even though he was the one recruiting Bradley Beal on Twitter on Friday night? Nope. Is he untouchable for... But if you're asking me, is he untouchable for a Russell Westbrook when you're when you're trying yeah, to build I'm, up I'm the rest okay of the roster? That. I'm okay. That's that's yeah. where I kind of I guess that's kind of the line for me. If you're if you're asking me if he's untouchable for a true number one, no. Is if you're asking me if he's untouchable for a forty plus million dollar number three, yeah. Like and Chris, that's what they're like we talked about Chris Paul earlier. Yeah. I, I don't. I think we could all agree that if they can't even get involved in these Chris Paul talks, which I'm not even convinced they're going to be, to be honest with you. But if they do and, they, and they're approached, it's not even about giving up assets. It's to them. It's more about okay, what do I? I I'm stuck yes. with this deal for the next three years. What are you giving me? What kind of draft picks and assets are you giving me? Because you, you, trust me, I'm not giving you anything good. The only assets I'm giving you are, are expiring deals, maybe or something like that. But I'm not giving you any young that, player. That trade felt punitive to me when that happened oh to, to me it felt like it felt like houston was like all right all right buddy how about you go to uh 
Oklahoma City, and you go play with some draft picks. Well, I mean, you, I, you don't you don't like staying with James was, Harden? The understanding was his agent at they, when they talked about the deal was discussing he wasn't going to stay there. Yeah, there, look, I don't think he's coming to the Heat, but Chris Paul, I doubt very much, very much doubt that he's going to play for the Thunder. Here is the only circumstance that I want Chris Paul. It is if Pat Riley is on the phone with Oklahoma City on one line, and he's got. Whoever is the acting general manager right now in Washington on the other line, and it is a three-way phone call, and Pat Riley is letting whoever is making the decisions in Washington dictate what he wants for Bradley Beal. If you are getting Chris Paul as part of a way to get assets to get Bradley Beal, and you're going to have a big three of Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, and Chris Paul, fine. Okay, fine. Because then you're not worrying about whether or not you're going to be able to get that third star eventually. You've already and, got and, him. And not only that, the the only, and to your point, I agree with you, by the way, and to your point is that then in a couple of years when you have that big 2021, Chris Paul is then an expiring. Yes. And you can probably move him. Right. And then you can have the room right. to get the star that wants to be here and team up yes. with a Bradley Beal. Now, oh, we're talking all hypothetical. Yeah. Right. Let me, let me throw one more hypothetical out. And this is, this is one other reason that I wanted Russell Westbrook. Is this? Just let it go with Westbrook. One, just, just one more reason. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming here. It's not well, a big deal. Here, here's the thing. This season, the upcoming season, the opportunity in the East. This season, before Kevin Durant comes back to Brooklyn. Right now, you got big twos no, all over the league. No, so, if it was this season, even if you kind of mess up your long-term money. But this season, you had Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook right away. This year, you have a shot. And and to I, me, I, if I you agree. actually have a shot this year, right now, when you're Pat Riley and you're in your 70s and you want to compete for championships, uh, you can't convince me that they would not have had an opportunity this year to make noise in the East. Next year... Even though the players might be better, the money might be better, they might get players off their books, Bam and Justice might develop or be traded, whatever, it's going to be harder this is, this is than it is this year. Dookie at his best. This is the <laughs> same Dookie who well, two weeks ago told me when we taped a pod that never aired because of the technical reasons <laughs> that that, it's a good pod. that Kevin Durant may never be the same again. He may never be and the same. This week it's like you gotta make changes now before Kevin Durant. By the way, he may he may never be the same. I may never be the same again. I'm not going to be the same again. <laughs> I'm old. My, my my knee has arthritis. Our gums are you ever hear that on uh, Married with Children they did <laughs> they made fun of the We Are the World song <laughs> and it was just it was it was Al Sing Bundy it. and I think his old uh, No Ma'am group singing oh yeah we are the old we've got arthritis <laughs> our gums are weak from gingivitis <laughs> oh only you would remember yes. that I love that show it's a great show it is a great show here's a great place too our sponsor today Vera Motors when you spend your hard earned money on a car go to a place with a reputation I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors Vera Cadillac Buick GMC Pembroke Pines the Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years for the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So I, I, I want to cap it with the one final section of this pod about the heat. And that's, I'm not sure what will happen next, but if we can put on our, our little 
predicting the future caps and say, okay, does anything happen the rest of this offseason for the Miami Heat? Are they going to open the season with this roster? What do they do with Gorn? We haven't even talked about Gorn. He's an expiring. I think it's pretty clear. You're going to have to move Gorn at some point. I don't think the long-term plans are to re-sign him to some sort of nice deal, you know, a little two-year deal to end his career here. I really think they're going to have to trade him because you don't want to just let his deal expire and not get something, anything in return for him. So what happens from now to training camp, if anything, for the Heat? I, I don't think they start with this roster because I think they're too close to the hard cap. And I, I think, given where they are right now, if they had a few guys get injured tomorrow, they may not have enough. I mean, what Eric Spolster says all the time, eight is enough. Well, you lose too many guys, and you're not even going to have eight when you factor in minor injuries and things like that. So I, I think this team is going to try to move, and it's tough right now because a lot of teams don't have space, but hardly any teams do. But they're going to try to move one of these expiring deals, like like a Goran deal or a Kelly Olenek, someone along those lines, because they're going to need to have enough room to make roster moves down the line. Well, we haven't so, talked about UD. If UD's coming back right now, there's really no room for him. Right. Like, he literally could not sign today because they don't have it. So something's going to happen. What I don't know is if it's going to be small or large. And again, I go back to what, what Dan said. I, this team has an inkling that, that they're going to get a star. They just don't know if it's going to be before the season starts or before well, the trade and, and deadline. And the problem is, too, is that we've kind of seen, we saw the mad rush, which was so much fun of the NBA offseason, a star moving and, and big decisions made. I don't think that now in you know July, with training camps going to approach soon enough, I don't think there's many stars left that are going to come out now and say, hey, I want to be in a new place. Yeah. I think they would have done that already. Now, as the season begins, you may have stars that are in situations going, ah, okay, I've had enough of this. I don't want I want to get out of this, You know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And again, Bradley Beal, that's the name that keeps coming up. I, I'm interested to see what happens in these next couple of weeks with Beal and this extension that he can sign. Uh, something's up, man. There's too oh, much smoke over the last 48 hours. Yeah, something is up. I just don't know if it's something that he can get involved in. And, and like, look, we know, I won't say we know, but we've had, we talked to Bam quite a bit. He said, you know, there are some guys that you, you go to games and they recognize and you chat with them a little bit because we've done some stuff with him in his charity. And great dude. Bam, Bam is, is uh, uh, for him to go on social media and quote tweet something from Bradley Beal and say, hey, big head, like he knows something is going on, and whether it's just the front office either consistently, that, either that or or Bradley Beal has a big head. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those two So I mean, there's there's something that's that's in there's way too much smoke right now with Beal. I don't know if he ends up here. I do know that in this age of player empowerment, players are picking where they're going more and more. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 so much smoke out there. But look for something like that. C.J. McCollum loves Portland, but what does Portland... Do they really want to max him when they've just super-maxed Damian Lillard? So there's going to be... There are going to be guys that come available, guys that we're not thinking about right now, guys that could be better than those guys, guys that could be good complimentary pieces. And like and, I said, a month ago, I, I never would have guessed Russell Westbrook yeah, before for the take. Yeah, so you just you just don't know. Yeah. You know, with, with Goran, why doesn't Dallas just like... Take him already. To me, I think it's a bit late. For to, that. But to me, it's like such a logical. Like if the Heat don't trade him, I think he's going to end up in Dallas anyway. I just think the whole him and Luka Doncic thing. Well, they may know that makes so much sense. So the idea, I, I really think, like as petty and spiteful as I can be, I think Mark Cuban's even more. I think I really think Mark Cuban just doesn't want to help the Heat in any way because he thinks Dwayne got foul calls in the 2006 Finals and he's not over 
it. Because to me, that is such a logical trade partner. Clearly, you talk about the Heat's economic situation. It's such an easy move. Goran would be happy. It would be in his best interest. He'd probably sign a long-term deal there. It's such a good fit. So I think that's a move that could happen. But maybe it doesn't happen now. Maybe it happens at the trade deadline. And Will, I'll just put it like this. If nothing happens between now and the season, mm-hmm. nothing... And Listen, I remember you guys made fun of me last year because right before the season, the one thing I said before the season started is I said, as long as Dwayne Wade comes back, I don't really care what happens the rest of the season. And last season was 100% about Dwayne Wade, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, as it stands today, I'm totally cool with this Heat roster if it comes I back. Like, even even if it's just a minor money move and, and maybe they move a Goran or maybe they move a Kelly Olynyk, I think... I'm excited to see what Tyler Hero can do. I'm excited to see Bam's growth. I hope it happens. Uh, Justice Winslow, you know, he is in year five, but it's been very staccato. It's been like he's been hurt. He's been not. That's it. This is your chance. Like, now go be a superstar. You learned everything from Dwayne Wade. You're a first-round pick. You're supposed to be awesome. Go be awesome. So I'm kind of excited. And I also want to see how Jimmy Butler's personality affects and blends with heat culture because I think he's going to turn up the temperature and I don't think he's going to accept mediocrity and I I think that that story alone, Jimmy Butler imposing his will onto the roster is going to be a story that I'm going to enjoy watching. Is this team going to play harder? Is this team going to still take third quarters off anymore? Is Jimmy Butler going to you know, get in their face and change something. And so, and you know, it's different a Jimmy Butler doing it than a Udonis Haslam doing it because as much as we love a UD pep talk, he's not playing. And so if Jimmy Butler is the team's best player and he's also maniacally passionate about winning, that'll be fun. And so if nothing happens, they're a much more fun, much more interesting, much more likable team than they were a month ago. The, and was, so even if they do nothing, I'm cool. I, I, I'm with you. And uh, there was a great podcast. And I encourage anybody who's who's listening to this one. Find rival pods? Yeah, no, they, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't rival an NBA player. But uh, J.J. Reddick did an awesome podcast with, with Jimmy Butler. And, and I actually listened to it when I was on vacation. And I, I thought it was really, it was interesting to get inside the heads of, of two people who... Um, uh, I don't think anybody ever ever talks about JJ Redick being a problem as a teammate, and and you've heard, oh Jimmy Butler was just so hard to get along with, and then sitting here and listening to the conversation between the two of them, and and kind of this this evolution throughout the conversation where JJ Redick is talking to Jimmy Butler and realizing we are the exact same person, and and both of them are passionate about the game, both of them are nonstop hard workers. Um, and, and I, I think there was a feeling at the end of that pod and at the end of the season where if you are the type of player who wants to win so badly, you're going to come to the gym and, and work your tail off, you, you're not going to have a problem with Jimmy Butler, and he's not going to have a problem with you. And I feel like when, when people have talked about how Jimmy Butler is a perfect fit for heat culture, I think there was a... I think the the misunderstanding there was that oh because Jimmy Butler plays hard and uh, and and he, and he gets angry and 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 he demands that th- that's why he's going to fit in. No, it's because Jimmy Butler is the first to the gym, the the last to leave, and and the Heat have been known for that for years. I think they may have gotten away from that the last couple of years. I think as great as the Dwayne Wade last dance was, it became less about winning 
and more about Dwayne. And that's fine, because that team wouldn't win a championship anyway. And we needed it. We needed it. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside situation, I, I don't blame Hassan for everything that went down there, but there's no doubt that it was a distraction. I think what you've got with this team right now, there are going to be no distractions. The guy who is going to be the leader on this team is going to be the first in the gym, the last one out. He, as you said, he's going to hold people accountable. And, I, hey, maybe it does blow up. I'm banking that it all works pretty well together. I mean, that's. I think everything. I think everything that's happened so far this offseason for the Miami Heat, I think, has been good. I, I really yeah. do. I, I think as much as I was disappointed about Westbrook, I still think it's good that they didn't give up all their assets because I still think the bottom line is this. The Heat are thinking big, and I think if you can just be patient and go with Butler and these young guys and keep the thought of being big, it's going to happen eventually. Is it going to happen before the season? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm getting booed off like a game show. Turn up the music. <laughs> let's get out of here. Dookie's already getting me out of here. I was really just... Excited that the music was working. 